Welcome to the Catholic Spectrum. I am your host, Jason Thayer, and each week I discuss topics related to autism, Catholicism, and pop culture. This week, I continue my series on banned books with Mouse by Art Spiegelman. This will be the only graphic novel in the series for this set. But other graphic novels have been banned as well, as I found out, so maybe in future banned book months I will talk about those. There is a special meme, but this is actually the one that I want to talk about because this is the one that inspired me to do a whole month of banned books. And you'll see why as we go through it. Art Let's start off by talking about who Art Spiegelman was. Art Spiegelman was born on February 15th, 1948 in Stockholm, Sweden. He was a Polish, his family moved to Poland, and his father was named Vladek, I think that's how you pronounce his name, and his mother was named Anna. For most of their married lives before Art was born, both his parents lived under the boot of the Nazis, because this was when the Nazis had invaded Poland, and France pretty much let them have it, because they, didn't, because they thought, maybe if we just let Hitler have whatever he wants, that won't cause a war. And of course, as we all know, it did cause a war. Now, they, had, they did have a child before he was born named Richie Yu. I think that's how you pronounce that name. You're going to hear me say this a lot. I'm sorry. Who was given to his aunt for protection so he wouldn't be sent to the camps like Vladek was. His aunt poisoned the child and herself because it's better, it would have been better for the child to die of poison than to die in the camps because at least the poison would have been faster than dying in the camps. And for the longest time, his parents couldn't move past their grief. In fact, Art felt as though Richiu was the brother he could never live up to, because Richiu was a ghost, was what you call a ghost brother, which means because his brother was dead, they could think the world of him, and they could, and he could do no wrong because, well, he was dead, and he, there was no reason for him to be able to do any wrong. In 1951, his family finally immigrated to the United States, first to Pennsylvania, and finally settled in Queens. Which is where he still, and he still lives in New York today. In 1960, Spiegelman began his career as a comics artist. He did try, they did try to get him a comic strip, but he turned it down. He was inspired by Mad Magazine and started out working as a freelancer at Tots, the same company that makes bubblegum carts. Which incidentally also has its own also had its own comic books for a pretty long time. Uh, making the wacky pages. During this time, he graduated from the Manhattan School of Art and Design. In 1966, he moved to San Francisco and began publishing underground comics. His mother was sent to a mental hospital and eventually committed suicide. This caused him to have breakdowns and he turned to drugs. He worked out his feelings of grief in his comic Prisoner of Hell Planet, which is mentioned in Mouse. Mouse was begun in 1980. Its first volume was completed in 1986, and the second was completed in 1991. A little something I found out, and 
during my research that I thought was interesting. He also created the Garbage Pail Kids stickers that a lot of us 80s kids grew up putting on our notebooks and folders and whatnot. Despite, I mean, and it was just the fact that the, the adults hated them so much that just made them all the more popular. Which is something important that I need to come back, that we just need to stick a pin in. Mouse earned him a Pulitzer Prize, and he's written for the New Yorker. And believe it or not, someone this someone who who created this kind of nightmare fuel also wrote for children as well. So now that I've given you a backstory on just who R. Spiegelman was, let's talk about Mouse itself. Mouse is a graphic novel that is actually divided into two volumes, although you can get a single volume edition that, can both, that collects both volumes, and there's also a CD-ROM. Mouse is a book based on Art's father's experiences at Auschwitz. Yes, that concentration camp. The memories are presented with a framing device where Art interviews him and it shows how his psyche has been damaged by the camps, as well as how he treats his son and the world around him. Mouse is German for mouse. In the story, all the characters are animals, including Art himself. In fact, there is a very famous picture of Art Spiegelman that he's drawn as sort of a self-portrait in his own cartoon style. And he'll have a mask that looks just like his mouse counterpart. Excuse me. French people are depicted as dogs. Get it? French poodle. Germans are depicted as cats because natural enemy of mice. And Polish people are depicted as pigs. So why is this done? Because the Nazis produced... I mean, and it's actually a stroke of genius that this is done, in my opinion. Because the, the Nazis are, produced a most famous piece of propaganda is a movie called Triumph of the Will, which depicts Jews as rats and mice. So this was his way of getting back at the Nazis for treating me, for depicting the Jews this way. And it's, it's really a neat little allegory when you think about it. Now, the, now there is a reason that this is done in two sets in two volumes. The first volume is about the Nazi occupation, while the second depicts his father's time spent in the I mean depicts how his father's time spent in the camps affects him in the present as well as how it affects everyone else, including Art. Because not only has his father never been able to get away from Auschwitz, neither has his family. Um, in fact the subtitles for each volume are Volume 1, My Father Bleeds History, and Volume 2, And Now My Troubles Begin. I really, in, to believe, believe it or not, I actually do enjoy Mouse, but it's more, a, it's more the kind of enjoyment you get out of Grave of the Fireflies. Meaning, you, it's more like you appreciate it than you actually, quote-unquote, like it. And I read it back in the 90s when, amazingly enough, it had been causing some controversy back then as well. And I was curious about it. And because one of my special interests happens to be comic books, so 
this is one that a lot of people have been saying is one of the best comic books ever made, so naturally I would have to pick it up and see why everyone was raving about it. And it's really the kind of story you really only want to read once because of how, because of the subject matter of it. So let's talk about why it was banned. Malice is, I think Mouse may have been banned more than once, but I want to talk about the most recent ban, which happened this year in a school in Tennessee. Because this is what inspired me to do the whole banned book month in the first place. These first two books were books I was going to talk about regardless, while the rest of the books that I'm picking this month are really just personal favorites. They said it was... The book has been part of a curriculum in high schools across the country. Now, they said that, I mean, now this is where the reason they give is not the real reason. They lied, folks. They said that, the, that it was the depictions of nudity, but we know better. Because you are always going to see nudity when you see concentration camps. Because that's how much they cared, I mean, that's how little they cared about the Jewish population, the Jewish prisoners in those camps. Um, I think the people, I think the there are people the people who banned this book think the Nazis had the right idea. Yes, there are people who think that. There are anti-Semitic sentiments and conspiracies all over the world, especially on the and it's especially on the right, which is where fascism tell, comes from. Don't let anyone tell you different. There is a belief that Jews are taking over. There is this book that I've heard about called The Protocols of the Elders of Zion, I believe is the title. I've never touched it. I don't ever touch that kind of propaganda. So I only know the title. And the book, and this is how we know that it wasn't nudity. The book was banned on Holocaust Remembrance Day. If it had been banned on any other day, maybe you could sell the nudity. But, then again, three years ago, no, wait, no, it's been more than three years, 2017, no, it's been five years since Charlottesville, since Charlottesville, and we all know what Trump's goons that he thought were fine people on both sides, oh, wait, no, it's very fine people on both sides, that was his way of pussyfooting around. I don't want to make my people look bad. They're, they're the ones who vote for me. The very fine people on both sides that were chanting, Jews will replace us. This And that's not an isolated incident, people. There, there has been anti-Jewish sentiment on the right for years. Anytime you ever hear something about um, I think it's the Rothschild family as another one that gets it, as well as George Soros, who happens to be Jewish. Anytime you hear either the Rothschild or George Soros, that is actually code for Jewish people. Remember that. Because both of those people are Jewish. Now, I'm going to talk about something called the Streisand Effect. For those who've never heard of it, the Streisand effect 
I think date the name itself the the um the effect itself got its name early on in the internet. Um, Barbara Streisand got her picture taken by a photographer, and she did not want that picture going out on the internet. So she tried everything she could to get rid of it, but it wound up being the most searched item on search engines at that time because people just wanted to see just what made it so bad. And to this day, anytime something, people want to look up something that is quote-unquote bad and it becomes super popular, that's called the Streisand effect. And banning books isn't, will cause the Streisand effect. When Mouse was banned this year, people were going crazy looking for it. And they knew they, they knew if it was banned in the school, that wouldn't work. You, can't, you can ban books in the school all you want, but you can't ban books from a public... But a public library is a much harder one to do. And people decided, well, then they'll just look on Amazon. Within a day... Both volumes sold out, and so did the complete volumes. Folks, don't ever try to ban a book if you think that's going to be the way to get rid of it. It will do nothing. All it will ever do is make the book more popular. That's how Harry Potter skyrocketed. Most of Harry Potter's fame can be traced to people getting all upset because of the magic. And to this day, it still gets all that controversy because of the magic and because of people banning it. So, banning books will do nothing but make that book more popular. Next week, I'm continuing Bam Books Week with Aldous Huxley's Brave New World. These next two books are just going to be personal favorites. If you want to find past episodes of this podcast, you can follow me on Google Podcast, Apple Podcast, Spotify, Podcast Addict, Spreaker, Pocket Radio, wherever you find podcasts. My email address is radicaledwardjwt at gmail.com. My Discord is Radical Edward hashtag 7597. And to get to the Discord handle, you type Radical with a capital R and the space, then Edward with a capital E, and then the hashtag 7597. And remember, normal is just a sitting on the dryer. We don't get to be normal. See you around.